Merry Christmas and happy holidays, you jerks. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, that too. That's what Santa <laughs> says, right? Not in this movie. Not in this movie. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> never gives movie. us one ho? No, he goes, ha, ha, ha. Oh. <laughs> no, he gets some, he gets some I don't remember any hoes. Anyway, <laughs> so it's the holidays, and we are going to do a horror gift exchange here. We're going to do a white elephant. Is that what it is, white elephant? Yeah, horror gift exchange. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, we've got a pile of uh, horror items in this bag, and uh, we're going to pull one out, and then we're going to go around the room until all of us have a gift in in this typical rules, you get a gift. The next person who draws, they can either swap for the previous gift that someone has already gotten or pull a new gift. And then we go until everyone has got what they want out of the three. All right, John, what do you want to see come out of this bag? Oh, man. Personally, I'm hoping for Freddy's glove. One Freddy's glove. One Freddy's glove. I want a Red Rider BB gun. Oh, you'll shoot your eye out. Oh, I already have. <laughs> I'm missing both. <laughs> I'm blind. All right. What are we doing? We're drawing our names here? Just, no, this is not your name. This is the item. Oh, this is what it is. Yeah. Okay, who's going first? You go first. Go ahead. Spirit okay. of the Holidays. Let's, uh, Let's mix them up here a little bit. They were pre-mixed. Oh, I did that, shit. but go ahead. Well, no, they're even more mixed. <laughs> Sentinel Sphere. Ooh. From Phantasm. Phantasmonious. Oh, yeah. that's right. a solid one. That. Now, just because it has a name doesn't mean that it's a specific type of one. It can be any version of it you want. I don't know okay. if there's multiple spins. Oh, my God. Sentinel shit. Spheres. There is. There's okay. one with the eyeballs on it, and then there's the one with the knives. I'm assuming yeah. one that can kill you. These are all supposed to be things that can hurt you. I want the classic one with the drill that goes straight into your head, and then you just get a gusher of blood. The, the forks right. with the drill? Correct. All right. Okay. I'm happy with that. John, you can all either right. steal the Sentinel Sphere, or you can pull a new item. This is a tough choice, I'm not going to lie, um, but I'm going to go with a new item. Okay. I know. It's, it's a risk. It might be a downgrade, but let's see what we got here. Annabelle doll. Oh. <laughs> you got Sucker. Doll. Yeah, I do wish I had uh, switched for the sphere. Sphere will kill somebody else. Annabelle doll gonna kill me. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Well, these are all these are all things that could hurt you. You don't actually necessarily have control of them. This is oh, just the gift you have. I thought I was. I thought Mark I was thought controlling. I was the oh the no, no, no! You just have one in your possession. You don't know who controls it. Ooh. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's the tall man. I better get a cage. Yeah, a Nicholas cage. Oh. Okay, so. <laughs> Um, so I'm going to pull an item and I think at this point once we once we pull an item once we all three I'm going to go ahead and say we can go wild card and if anybody just wants to switch it out we can just do full swaps okay. until everyone's happy with what we got and then at the end I'll tell you what we didn't get I pulled a gremlin one whole gremlin one whole gremlin not a mogwai oh, I was about to a ask so already it's a gremlin it's the bad versions it's oh. always the bad versions so I have a gremlin Straight up classic, or is it lightning or tomato? Oh, no, no, we're talking like Gremlins 1. Gremlins 1. Just OG. Real, real jackass Gremlin. Do, now, could they multiply? Oh, no. they could. Remember the water? Remember the water gets in the back and they pop out like little oh, like. Oh, yeah, that's right. And I'm getting rusty on my Gremlin. Yeah. Water. Yeah, you're going to have to rewatch them. I, they're on a streaming service. I don't, a stream. I, I rewatched part two recently. Yeah, I don't remember which one it's, it's on. Good. We, we think we talked about Gremlins, though, didn't we? That was our first episode. Yeah, we did a couple <laughs> Two years movies. ago. Holy crap. That was our first episode, Christmas Horror. We oh, talked geez. about Gremlins Boy. 1. And the lady with her dad stuff in Black Sunday or Black Christmas. Black Sunday. Black yes, Sunday. different Bla- different horror movie. <laughs> Black Christmas. That's right. Uh, well, okay. I'm not. I'm not swapping. I am happy with Sentinel Sphere. I would give up Annabelle doll. I think I'm. I definitely do not want an Annabelle doll anywhere Darn. in my house. So I'm going to. Mark, you sure you don't want to switch for, for a Gremlin? No, no. Okay, well then here we are. Interdimensional Sphere. Now here's a couple plane. of things that we could have gotten had we pulled it. We could have gotten a. Cuba Lamentation. Oh, that, that would have been, been better. Yeah. All right. It would have been pretty painful. But only if you opened it. Oh, yeah. Just put it behind some glass. Bingo. You're Curiosity. You're going to open it. 
We could have got a cat that has been brought back from the dead, a la Pet Cemetery. Ooh. Don't want that. No. No, no yep. good. Uh, we also had a Necronomicon. Ooh, oh. man. Okay, I kind of want that one. <laughs> <laughs> More than the cube? I think so. Okay. Yeah. And last but not least, we have a good guy possessed Chucky doll. Ooh. Ooh. So that's a lot of trouble. I that's didn't a put, lot of trouble. I didn't put the the Jason mask or the Freddy glove in there because again, those are just accessories Fair. that these people use. These are items that can legit like harm, be horror and mess your life up. I now I wonder with the Necronomicon, do you have to read it aloud? If I just quietly, if I just read it in my head, ooh, does it yeah. count? And yeah, saying it, you have to read it aloud. Okay, so actually, I might want the Necronomicon. Yeah. That'd be an interesting read. You can read the whole thing and just have it all up here. Yeah. But then you could never accidentally say it out loud. Though. I feel like though I wouldn't ever accidentally speak those words. <laughs> <laughs> Would you keep yours wrapped in a, a trash bag with barbed wire? Um, yeah, at the minimal. And then lots of signs and probably also in a safe. Well, if you had a Christmas party, someone might come over and stupidly read the damn thing. And then all of a sudden you've created an Evil Dead Christmas. Fair. Yeah. Oh, man. I'd like to see that. It um, can't be burned, though, right? Isn't that right? It no. can't be burned? No. I'd I put say, it, you just put it in water and all the ink will run off of it. Oh, I'd put it in a safe. Yeah. And I believe in the series you can stab it with a sacrificial dagger to do damage to it. Okay. Where, where does one get a sacrificial dagger? Uh, Evil Dead the series. Uh, got it. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> you have to already have one. <laughs> well, Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays, Woo-hoo! fellas. <laughs> For he's a jolly good fat. Wait, that's a New that's Year's a, song. Yeah. That's a week away. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> Merry Christmas and happy two years for this podcast and if anyone has been listening for that long, uh, thank we're you. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're sorry and thank you. Um, well, thanks for sticking with us and let's get into today's holiday horror movie. Those sleigh bells ring. Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace, thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark, again joined with John and Garrett. Happy holidays, fellas. How are we doing on this festive day? Uh, I'm doing great, festive Were you good this year? Um, well, I, I don't really celebrate Christmas. I'm more of a festivist guy. Are you a happy holidays guy? No, man. What side of it's the all, war are you it's on? It's all about tinsel. Oh, or, and, and no, no, no tinsel. It's <laughs> distracting. It's all about aluminum poles. Tinsel's air- annoying as shit. Listeners, yeah. help me. <laughs> An airing of grievances. Um, no, happy holidays. I'm doing fine. Merry Christmas. Whatever floats your boat. I actually literally don't think about it. And now that you ask me, I don't know what I say. What if I'm just prompted to say it? I actually do not know. You ever thought we'd be at a point in history where you could offend somebody by saying one phrase of encouragement and joy? No. Yeah. I just I just say read your audience. Yeah. That's fair. You know, you kind of, you kind of, if someone's been vocal about their bullshit, then just, you know, give them what they want. I think it's all fake outrage anyways. Who gives a shit? Happy Whoa. holidays. Merry Christmas. Hot takes by Mark. Good day, Hanukkah, whatever they say. I believe it's I'm happy. Sure it's exactly how they... I good day, happy. Hanukkah, sir. I mean, it's happy Hanukkah. <laughs> it's happy Hanukkah. Well, happy Hanukkah. And happy Kwanzaa. Yep. How are we doing? We got anything new to talk about? Anything you've watched you want to bring up? Um, well, at time of airing, it'll be very old probably, but I watched In the Tall Grass. Um, oh, so we're not going to go with the illusion that we're recording on Christmas Eve? Oh, no. Uh, look... We're live on the street right now. <laughs> Listeners, I'm glad that you're listening, but also uh, I would never record on Christmas Eve. Uh, but uh, In the Tall Grass, interesting film. At first, when I first was watching it, I was like, oh, okay, Stephen King and apparently his son really hates corn. Uh, but 
Uh, it is not Children of the Corn Part 2 or some sort of shitty remake. It's its own standalone thing, and it works very, very well. Is it in the Children of the Corn universe? No, it's just other different scary grass. Oh. Yeah. Is corn grass? No, it's just grass. Because I'm a city person, I didn't even recognize that grass grew that tall. And I had to ask my wife, I was like, you think that's corn? She's like, what? No, it's just grass. Apparently, grass can grow very, very tall oh, if yeah. uh, left to its own devices. We've driven through Texas. There's places in Texas where the grass gets that high. Uh, I guess I would have just looked at it and been like, oh, that must be corn. As John said, he's city folk. He don't know nothing about grass. It's all corn as far as the eye can see. Uh, unless told otherwise, I assume every field is either corn or wheat. I can recognize wheat. <laughs> what about cotton? Have you not seen a cotton Oh, field? I have seen cotton fields. And I've also seen sugar from when I lived in Florida. So that's it. Those are my four things. Sunflowers. <laughs> yeah, but have you ever seen a field of sunflowers? Yeah. No, me either. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, nice. Right in Texas? Here. Yeah, yeah. South Texas, they got them. I'm, oh. sure, yeah, I'm sure they exist. I'm just, I, don't, I haven't seen them. Okay, good to know. Well, more on plant talk. <laughs> uh, Let's talk more about botany. No, yeah. what, what is the, the corn grass too tall? What is it called? The tall grass. Yes, what is this about? Um, well, I don't want to spoil it because it is a twist type show. So um, that might even be a spoiler. I don't know. People are so touchy these days. But anyway, you get enticed to walk into this grass. Uh, and once you lose sight of the road, you cannot escape. And the grass kind of guides you and tricks you and plays all kinds of weird shit on you. Um, and then you... That grass is a real scamp. You yes. Know what I'm <laughs> uh, and then as the movie progresses, you do figure out, uh, Gary, you'll like this, some of the backstory and why this is happening. Good. Yes. Um, and then there's an ending that I really would like to talk about, but I'm not going to spoil it because uh, I have a gazillion questions. Um, you know, but. you describing this just makes me think of scary stories to tell in the dark where that kid was walking circles in the cornfield. It is similar to like that, that, but um, but more. Okay. So yeah. it's like they took that scene and then just fleshed it out. Yes, very much so. I recommend it? Yes, I would highly recommend it, especially because okay. it's on Netflix. Everybody has the Netflix. The trailer looked really good. Yeah. I it, saw the trailer for it and I was like, okay, I might actually want to watch this. It's a very enjoyable watch. Any notable people in it? Oh, man, I'm the worst with actors and actresses. Did you recognize any faces? No. Okay. Does not mean that they're not there, famous. There's by some, the way. You'll, you'll know two of the people. I can't remember their names, but you'll know two of the people when you see them. Like I think one of the uh, the older men is someone you've seen, and like um, he felt vaguely recognizable. Yeah, he felt like like a like a Scott Ackerman level like famous. You know, you you'll recognize him yeah. in some stuff. But I am so bad at this. Like every time I see a movie, it may as well be the first time I've ever seen anybody in it. <laughs> Y'all heard about this guy Nicolas Cage? Yeah, uh, yeah. Unless it's like the the grade A celebrities, I'll know anyone outside of that. I'm like, hmm, no. Jesus Christ, John. It's got the guy from Conjuring, Patrick Wilson. Yes, ah, that's, that's who it is. I knew I recognized him. Uh, yeah, I told you I'm really shitty at this. He does a great job, by the way. Uh, and he, he's really good in almost everything. He, I've never seen him in a bad thing. To make it extra embarrassing, he's literally one of the main people in this movie. He is the main guy. Uh, All right. So recommended. Check it out on Netflix. <laughs> Garrett, you got anything? I went back and watched the Hellboy movie again. The one you said that was super no good. Yes. Is it still super no good? It's growing on me. Oh. It's growing on me. I watched this movie and there I, there definitely are issues and there's definitely parts I, I wish were done a little bit differently. But upon a second watch, not having the expectations that I had, not expecting the super gritty, dark, hard, you know, type, you know, movie, mm -hmm. it really is, it's not bad. It's it's really kind of I it really made me upset that we're not going to get more now again I have some major issues with this movie but upon a, a second rewatch it really bummed me out that we're probably not going to get more of these because looking at the the way it looks the feel of it 
I love this, the universe that it, it created. And David Harbour is actually a pretty solid Hellboy. You know, I think once they get a little more like, a little more comfortable with the script writing and stuff like that, we could see a little more like depth and plot to these characters. But right, if yeah. they do, since they're not. But the thing yeah. is, that it remind the thing is like going back and rewatching it really made me like remember like the feel of the books. You know, like everyone knows the art style and stuff like that, but the books are kind of lighthearted at times. You know, and there's are like just chock full of like, oh, this little reference, this little reference. You know, like yeah, I I would if you've seen it, I would rewatch it. Because it will definitely, it has a different take the second time you watch it. You have a little bit better expectation on it. But um, I did rewatch that. I would say I liked it a lot more this time. I still wouldn't place it as a must watch, but it's pretty solid. So if you see it streaming somewhere, don't hesitate. I would say if you see it streaming, definitely check out Hellboy. Cool. It was mentioned a while back that the uh, West Craven Estate has regained the Nightmare on Elm Street rights, and it sounds like they are now asking people to come with them for movie ideas in a potential HBO Max television series. What's an HBO Max television? Okay, so right now there's HBO Go and HBO Now. That's going to be morphed into HBO Max in 2020. It's going to add the content of like Adult Swim, TBS, TNT, so another streaming shows. network, yes, if you will. It's another option for you to subscribe to. Yay. Um, I like the idea of more Freddy movies. Freddy TV show. I am not interested in that. I could. I An anthology might be interesting. I don't know that I want to watch a bunch of teenagers fail to kill Freddy for, you know, eight episodes or 13 episodes or something. You want to give me an hour long, every quarter short film? I'm in. Yeah. But I do not want a weekly TV show. Come out. What about like an eight episode? Here's the whole thing drops on your subscribe network. That would like, be all right. That's still that's too just, much. That's too though. much. It's yeah. just even like you, you learn everything you need to know about Freddy in a single movie. True. The only thing you're there for are the unique kills and what they're going to do to like combat him. Like you can cover that in an hour and a half, two hours if you want to get real nuts with Fair. it. And ultimately, to be honest, like hearing that the estate's like, come to us with your ideas, like that doesn't give me a lot of confidence. I, I actually like that. Yeah. Like cool. There's a lot of people out there with some fresh ass ideas that might completely revitalize this franchise. Plus, just because they own the rights don't mean they're creative. Right? I respect that they're like, look, this isn't yeah. our game. We don't know how to make a Freddy movie. I'm not saying there's not good ideas out there, but I don't know if I trust them to choose the right one. What if it's like, hey, we'll do it for a lot less money, and then all of a sudden we get a lesser script. That you run change. that risk of a famous person who's written. The, I mean, look at like some of some of the people who've like gotten the rights back to things and gone back and regained their series, and you're just like, why? You know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I imagine, here's my guess, I'm calling it now, uh, it's going to be another one of those, we're starting immediately after the first movie, all the rest of the sequels don't count. Uh, I'll be quite honest with you, if they started after the third one, I'd be okay with that. Uh, yeah, I would love for them to keep Dream Warriors, totally. That one needs to stay, because it's considered the best one but by a lot I, of people, so... The theme these days is just, let's pick up after one and start over. But I man, it would be legit to start after three, actually. Ultimately, I'd just like to see uh, Robert England get to do it one more time. Like, that's all that I really want out of a Nightmare franchise. And then after that, I'd be okay if they closed the books on it and left it alone. But that's just me. I'm open for someone else to try it. You know, it gets just... This got to do it. They got to give them good content. I think that second... Or the remake uh, just wasn't the right vehicle. Um, I feel like, uh, was it Jackie Earl Haley, Haley, right? Yeah, I think he could have done it if he had a better script and more to work with. I so. thought he was a great Freddy, but yeah, the movie was kind of eh. Yeah. I would have changed his visual appearance. Yeah, I agree with that, actually. Yeah, looked okay. But it wasn't as bad, I think, as people make it out to be. But I understand it does deviate very much from the traditional Freddy look. But Again, I think there's some crazy ideas out there. I mean, as long as they don't send Freddy to space. Oh, you know, man. like... 
that's the one thing. Like, I don't want that. Like, like let's just have too much fun with it. Like that kind of thing. Like, I want you to bring a real like solid feel to the the but franchise. But it's got to be split, right? I think the the A story, the awake story, does the B story should be farcical. I think that's what. Oh makes, no, absolutely. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, I don't want to like like it's all can't be fun. Yeah, like, I don't want everything to be can't be fun. I want even the dream stuff that was scary but fun was still like creepy as hell. Like the worm face Oof, and all that yeah. stuff like that. I mean, you're like, that's goofy in theory, but like that's freaky looking as I'm seeing. But it, I'm so. thinking like about like Dream Warriors specifically, right? Like one of the people was a wizard, right? And it still worked. It was cool because it was in yes. the dream. But again, that made, that made sense in context. It right. wasn't like, let's just have fun, goofy camp. With Fair. It. I was just like, this character would be a wizard. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I didn't think of this. Boxes are brief, gentlemen. No. <laughs> if you started dreaming of Freddy and then you woke up and then went to the moon, would you still dream of Freddy that you're no longer near Elm Street? Yes. We see in six, I think it's six, the final nightmare, that it follows the person. And we also see that in the remake, too, where that... Uh, so there's no distance that he can't get you. I mean, the franchise has never gone interstellar. But at least within the continental United States, it does seem like, yes, he can get you. I just you. didn't know how you tied... you have a passport, you're saying. <laughs> I just didn't know how tied to uh, Elm Street or what is it, Spring... Spring, Springwood yeah, it's Elm Street, but yeah, uh, I think it's Springfield, Springwood. Yeah, but I didn't know how tied to his location he was. They free him from that, I think around four or five, where he, he ultimately successfully kills all the original children, and then it's just open season, essentially. I'm just saying, give us Insidious 5, and they run across Freddy. In the <laughs> <laughs> He's hanging out listening to Tiny Tim. Welcome back to Freddy Talk. Yeah. Let's get into today's movie. What are we talking about, gentlemen? Christmas. Evil. Evil from 1980. Yes. That movie has a very 1980s look to it, probably because it's from that year. Well, you know, I I agree with you there, Mark. It does look like the year it was filmed in. Well, John and I watched this on YouTube. We sure did. Because I I came across this movie on like your top 10 Christmas horror movies or whatever. I saw it pop a couple times and I watched the trailer and I was like, well, that looks just interesting. Not knowing anything about this, couldn't find it streaming anywhere, and then uh, found it on uh, YouTube. So I was like, here you go, guys. And then, Mark, you were kind enough to let, let us know last night. It's, it's on, on Shutter. Shutter. Yeah. <laughs> on YouTube, it looks like what it probably looked like when you were watching it on a 13-inch television in 1981. You want to relive the experience? Go to YouTube. Yeah. So, yeah, we watched on... Did you just have ads on YouTube? No, uh, I'm a sucker, and I do pay for the YouTube premium, whatever, because uh, okay. I actually do watch an embarrassing amount of YouTube. Uh, so there's a holiday revelation for y'all. Uh, I watch way too much fucking YouTube. So this one was directed by Lewis Jackson, who only had three directing credits. Uh, nothing I recognize, but I really like the title of this movie, so I thought I'd mention it. The Transformation, colon, A Sandwich of Nightmares. Ooh. Oh, put that one on the list. <laughs> I got to know about a nightmare sandwich. <laughs> What's in the nightmare sandwich? Mayonnaise. Done. <gasps> That's a nightmare. You take there's that nothing, back. No. There's nothing but mayonnaise in it? No, it's just a mayonnaise sandwich. Oh, that gross. would be gross. Okay. Um, burnt toast. Ugh. I oh, thought you meant... If the sandwich had mayonnaise at all, but just a pure mayo sandwich? For me, mayonnaise at all ruins the sandwich, but... I hate mayonnaise, so what is don't wrong? worry about my sandwich. Jesus. Keep that away from my ham. I didn't know I was really doing this podcast with sandwich heathens. I also <laughs> say happy holidays. <gasps> <gasps> fight, fight, fight. Uh, Mark, I gotta ask you. Are you now or have you ever been a member of the Communist Party? Because I'm starting to think yes. Right, calm down, McCarthy. We're well past that era. Well, I'm um, glad we watched this because this is John Waters 
recommendation for his favorite Christmas Thanksgiving movie. Okay. That's very interesting because wasn't it like Elvis Presley's favorite movie was The Black Christmas from 1974 or something like that? Yes, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Go back to episode one, listeners, and you can find that fun fact. (laughs) Um, You know, here's my quote. This is the best Christmas horror movie from 1980 that's currently streaming on YouTube. (laughs) You say that definitively. Are you sure? I am positive that 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 of that criteria this movie number one well you heard it watch it on shutter though don't bother with youtube i i I do not know if it's the best christmas horror movie from 1980 on shutter i do not make that claim (laughs) only youtube well this one stars brandon maggart as harry stadling jeffrey demun as philip stadling diane hall as jackie stadling and andy fenwick as dennis stadling here's what the back of the vhs has to say about christmas evil So the tagline on this VHS is better watch out, better not cry, or you may die. Whoa, that's so clever. <laughs> As a boy, he saw mommy making love to Santa Claus. Not that's, quite. A very, that's a very loose interpretation, <laughs> but okay. As an adult, he is a crazed killer who has kept a list of all the girls who have been good and all the girls who have been bad. Wait, does he does it say just girls? That's mm. what the box says. Mid verbatim here. Jeez. It's Christmas time and all the bad girls are in trouble. This is, I feel awkward reading <laughs> Did they this. watch the same movie we did? Or? A man dressed as Santa Claus is stalking the streets, brutally murdering innocent girls. <laughs> I can't even get through <laughs> this. This is so wrong. <laughs> Listeners, males die in this film too. I don't know what this is all about. Um, who's to say if the kindly old gent who's knee your daughter sits upon is a man oh stop okay we're done wow we're done with this bad he's got to finish it is a maniacal murderer let me yes what an awful back (laughs) this may be the worst one i've ever read (laughs) who's to say this kindly old gent whose knee your daughter sits upon is a maniacal murderer (laughs) 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 this this has broken my brain (laughs) I'm not reading it again. Maniacal murderer. Listeners, we often wonder, did they watch the same movie? Like, this is the most, like, serious case where I'm like, I think they made a mistake. I I don't even, I'm pretty sure this is a legit box because it looks like something that would have come from that time frame. I don't even know what Saturn VHS is, but. Yeah. I mean, it looks legit. Full frame video print. Sometimes I'll come across these custom made ones. So I'm just hoping it's not one of these. But I mean, this looks like it's real. All right. Well, that's a terrible box. Um, he's not just killing girls. Yeah, I don't. Uh, he doesn't see Santa Claus make love to his mother. He's not keeping a list of whether the girls have been good or bad. It's just any kid. Yeah, I'm going to jump right into wondering about the very basic premise of this movie. If, as a child, you saw what the, what this character saw, any variation of it, you know, some way of Santa Claus and, and your mom uh, getting it on, do you think? It would have broken your brain to the point where now you want to kill people on Christmas. No. I think there's more going on to this, but no. No, because there's been plenty of kids who have accidentally walked in on their parents or, you know, seen a sexual scene on TV. Now, granted, that's different than like, you know, like walking in your parents or something like that. But like 
usually the kids ask questions. Usually there's a discussion. The birds and bees things happen. Eventually you understand what it's what. And right. Like even you eventually you would just grow up. I, I I acknowledge it could probably traumatize you as a child, oh, yeah. but eventually you're going to be this guy's age, which is 30s, 40s, and you'll be a grown up and be like, oh yeah, that was just my parents being adults. Well, there's whatever. a line at the end where he's talking to his brother and he's like he blames his brother for yeah. just saying Santa Claus didn't exist. Like that's the reason he's this way. It has nothing to do with. His mom and his and his dad, who was dressed as Santa, like macking down on each other. Like that was the inciting incident. But like basically he's more upset and like at his brother, like you said, Santa never existed. And I'm proving to the world that they do want Santa. And it's like, what the fuck is wrong with this dude? Yeah. At any point in time, did the movie come out and say that was definitely his dad as Santa Claus? Because well, I feel like it didn't. The brother did. Like, that was dad. That was dad. And he was like, no, Santa really exists. He's like, no, that was our dad. And just to clarify, she's not making love to him. She, Santa's kissing her leg. No, Santa's eating her out, dude. Yeah, that's what I got out of that. Because he pulls her close. Like, there's a scene where, like, you just see, like, her leg, like, his hand and his leg, like, get pulled into face and crotch area. No, I know it's implied, but I don't, it doesn't show. No, no, you're not seeing like full on, but like it's implied that like Santa's going down on his mom. Oh yeah, I would have But he runs away immediately. The moment like, the moment like Santa pulls like his mom to him, the kid's like deuces, I'm out. And it's like, so you didn't really see much of anything other than Santa and your dad or your dad, Santa and mom getting lewd. I feel like as a kid, you'd mostly have been confused. Yeah. Yeah. At that age too. Yeah. Right. Or you see, he's like, what's happening down there? Like, no, he just runs away and goes to the attic. Runs upstairs, grabs his Christmas snow globe, drops it, says Rosebud. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, he doesn't say Rosebud. Then he takes a piece of the glass and cuts his hand. So he basically now associates pain with his memory, I guess. And, or that's what we're supposed to believe. I don't understand why any child would cut himself. Yeah. Because he's he's so disillusioned and upset by what he's seen. Santa Claus, you know, mommy wasn't just kissing Santa Claus. Okay. I'm just saying. Yeah, but he, I mean, he's too young, especially theoretically this happened in 1947. He is too young to know what was happening. That house definitely looked like a 1960s, 70s house Oh, dude, that house, it was like 1947. I had to like pause it and rewind it. And I was like, really? Because that house was just like a 1980s suburban house. It was like plastic siding. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, so he runs upstairs, cuts himself. And so now he's got that memory of, which I thought like, oh, he's scarred by the idea of Santa getting down with his mom. But no, at the end of the movie, we find out when he has a talk with his brother that He's just more upset that his brother convinced him that Santa is not real. And I think that scene was to show him that, oh, that really was my dad. Santa isn't real. And then he cuts himself. But it's not portrayed that way in the movie. Yeah. It looks like he's just more annoyed that Santa's like getting down. It's very confusing. Um, but anyway, smash cut to 1967. Well, present, but it's meant to be, I think, 1980. Um, the movie doesn't really give us anything that happens after that. What? You know, I'm sure the mother would be like, why'd you cut yourself? Did none of this ever come up in the next 40 years of this man's life? I thought, And then he's working at a toy factory. I thought when you said the movie doesn't give us anything after that, you just meant about the plot. And I was about to agree. <laughs> I was like, yes, nothing. Like, it feels like nothing happens for like 40 more minutes. Because well, we smash cut to him waking up in his bed. He gets up and he's got a pile of dolls in the corner, which was really weird. Yeah. I was like, yo, that's bizarre. But then he got like he wakes up, he goes to the the bathroom, puts on shaving cream to look like a white Santa beard, and he's like ho 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 in the mirror. And you're so like, what weird. is wrong with this dude? I just, I don't really see the connection of a terrible event associated with Christmas that would lead a man into a business where he has to deal with it. And like a, he works at a toy factory. Like, how would that line cross? You think he would want to avoid the whole holiday well, from think, there on I in? I think what we're doing is like he loves Christmas and Santa and all that idea so much. He's oh, willing why? to power through it just to be like, I've got to keep this going. 
I just didn't get that from the movie, like why he would be so into it after that horrific event where he cuts himself. Yeah, I wouldn't work at a mayonnaise factory <laughs> yeah. with my hatred of mayonnaise. The movie like, didn't have no. time to explain. It had to show us, you know, him making toys for like seven minutes and other important <laughs> scenes, dude. Also, thankfully, only an hour and 30 minutes. So. Yeah, because he works at he works at Jolly Dreams Toy Factory <laughs> where they make toys. And then we get this like moment where he's like, He's standing there with his knee up and like everyone's sitting around him. And he's like, we used to make good toys. We used to make toys that kids loved. Aren't you guys tired of making an inferior product? Don't you want to make something good? And it's like, like the battle hymn. It's like this. Like the piccolo starts playing. It's this great, like momentous, like inspirational speech. Nobody here is interested in good toys. That including me. Me too. I can understand that. You've never felt the thrill of making a good toy. Now, how could you in this place? But I bet you got kids, right? Two. Five. Don't you understand how useful, rigidly constructed toys are? How inspirational? Their value goes way beyond making money. Any word who's getting laid off in January, Harry? Laid off? Hey, Harry, here you got a promotion. You're not on the line anymore. Now you don't get to make them. You just have to... Yeah. manage and he's like really bummed about that if santa claus was real he would have earned his junior wings he would have been like a uh, honorary elf you know <laughs> what i mean this guy is like exudes the christmas spirit like to the t yeah like good bad the book all of it like he's in 800 percent yes and but not in like a cool way like uh, uh will ferrell and elf like in a real creepy kind of way oh because right before he goes to work we see him on the roof of another building with binoculars peeping into little kids like windows yeah and this i was like oh god i hope this movie is not what i think it is like i was really like i'm gonna have to turn this off but like if you, own a pair of, if you own a pair of binoculars, you're a creep. Whether or not you're looking at birds or whatever, you're a weirdo. You don't need those. Yeah, take that binocular owners. <laughs> take that ship captains who need to see far off yeah. in the distance. Periscopes are nothing. <laughs> no, telescopes even. Really far away things are okay. Yeah. But yeah, he's like staring at these kids and you're like, oh, what is going on here? But what he's doing is he's spying on the kids to keep a naughty and nice list, which kids are being good and taking out the trash and doing their homework. And then he catches one kid like cutting out a naked lady out of a magazine and he runs back inside and he's got these two massive tomes one that says naughty kids or bad kids yeah. list and one that says good kids list and he writes down like updates because i was like oh this is going to get weird and sexual god i hope not but no he's just keeping tabs on the kids like he's just pretending to be santa claus look I would not send this out. He's just because it's also weird. No, no, no. It's totally weird. It's totally. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying like it, it, the movie throws you for a loop. Yeah, it think, definitely does. Think, oh, this is going to be some weird pedophile shit, but it's not. It's it, it in the movie. It's yes. not. But like, God, I, it's so I can't weird. imagine being seven years old and having access to Penthouse magazine. Well, later on, that kid like, yeah, like, what do you guys? He's like, what did you wish for today, Harry? Which is the name of our main character. And Harry's like, uh, to be happy Christmas or something like that. And he's like, what did you kids wish for? And the girl's like, I want a pony. I want this. And then kids like, I want a subscription to Penthouse magazine. And I was like, <laughs> that kid just yelled that throughout the neighborhood. I was not, like, who are you? He's a hoodlum. He's a, he's Tommy, the Penthouse kid. That's what he's known as. And I wrote that in my notes from here on out. No, he didn't want just a normal subscription. He wanted a lifetime Did subscription. Did he say lifetime yeah. subscription? Yes, oh my God. It's like, dream for the stars, Tommy. You'll get it. <laughs> and he runs home. Harry runs home and puts that in the book too on the naughty side. The internet was invented for Tommy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, but this kid's like, he's like, what, six, seven? I know. And he's just like on the bed full, like pulling out 
the the centerfold is like is his parents not aware that this kid is just perving off in his room like if this? we've learned anything about 80s parents is that they don't exist oh right good yeah. point good point <laughs> well and the thing is is like he they're like he asked him what he wants and in front of all his friends he's like a lifetime subscription to penthouse i mean with the other kids like what the hell is that no they're like, like oh it's just penthouse tommy again <laughs> oh that's tommy <laughs> and harry's face just like crumples and he's like oh tommy and, and he gets uh, targeted tommy's like the target of harry oh later. he starts making this like weird like he's got bad hygiene he doesn't listen to his parents blah blah and i was like get you gadget and the thing is like i'm really worried at this point in the movie because i was like oh we're about to see a grown man like kill and murder kids well according to the box he only murders women so or girls according to the box which is blatantly wrong yes but i was like oh my god fortunately we never see him do anything to a kid like except give them presents and like be happy but like yeah god this movie has a weird like i was like oh this is about to get really disgustingly dark but you're right so he's gotten a promotion at his job now he's going to be pushing numbers instead of toy parts on a factory line and he's so depressed about it well i get and that brings me two questions one what are the rest of his co-workers like that this guy is the guy who gets promoted number two in the past or in other companies i don't know do they just go you're promoted don't you have to like you know say hey i'd like to be promoted or apply or at least express interest in being promoted do they just randomly one day come in and say you're up Maybe he was just the man for the job. Oh, yeah, man, that speaks a lot to that toy company then. Anybody interacting with Harry should know that this man is mentally unstable. The signs are there. Very They much. are in neon lights, like flashing above Everyone, this guy's Everyone's head. checked out their own lives in this movie, though. Everyone's just focused on what they got to focus on. There's even a guy on the line who's like, hey, Harry, I've got to go with my wife. We're going on a trip. Do you mind filling in and doing the night shift for us? And he yeah, like... Well, he asks his coworkers, and they're like, no, not us. And then he's like, Harry, you wanted to work on the line again didn't you could you fill in for me and then harry goes like he says no right no he gets he basically gets pressured into doing wow. it but well, he's the pushover right, right. He's the pushover of the company because there's like an earlier scene where they're like oh which one do you think of us are going to get laid off when the winter time you know after the holidays he's like oh i didn't know they were talking about layoffs. yeah harry says that and like dude your management now right you should probably but know he's and then the other guy's like oh that's because you don't you know spend time in line he's like yeah i really missed that and then they weaponize that against poor harry and go hey remember when you said you missed being on the line well i can't make my night shift you're up they don't even ask him they basically just tell him he's gonna go and be on the line and we're gonna jumble up the plot from here because it gets very just the order gets very confusing but basically we see harry kind of being harry like just having trouble with it but then we see him on the line and he really seems to not be enjoying himself for someone who claims to like making toys he seems miserable because he's annoyed that we're making shitty toys oh remember they're making little like shitty plastic um, army or tin soldiers, but right. they're not tin soldiers. They're like they're like garbage little plastic soldiers, and that's what he's most upset about. He's like, these are trash. Like we're not doing the kids. We're not doing right by the kids by right. making this garbage. And so I think he's like checked out because he's like, ugh, look at this garbage we have to make. All then, toys from the '80s were trash, Harry. So just you know, pump your brakes, dude. And in the Christmas song, I saw mommy kissing Santa Claus. It comes over the the loudspeaker as he's working, and he kind of goes into like Vietnam esque flashbacks. <laughs> It's like, Marines, we are leaving. And it's like, what the hell? And he like, does he cut himself? He yeah, cuts he, himself. He squeezes the toy so tight, he cuts his hand on it. And they're like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. I can't believe that that moment of catching his mother with Santa Claus, a.k.a. his dad, is the most traumatic moment of this kid's life. Yeah, to me, that means you've had a pretty good sheltered life, dude. Like, if that's the worst thing that has ever happened to you, yeah. good luck. Like, man, God bless. <laughs> well, and, and we cut to either before or after, we, we cut to his brother who invites him over every year for Christmas and this year Harry's like hey I'm not going to come over this year 
And his brother Phil or Philip, I can't remember which one it is, is like um like talking to his wife and he's like, That's concerning. You know, Harry Harry never misses this. He loves Christmas. What's going on? And she's like, Well, you're always kind of like mean to him. Can you not pick on him this year? Blah blah. blah. And she's like, she's That's like, why he's not coming over. She's like, Have you seen Harry? How can I not be mean to him? <laughs> That's what he says. He's like, he's like, come on. Just to add to Harry's psychosis, he's also a peeping Tom. He's looking in on his brother and his wife. Like, you know, there's a moment where he's watching the kids and then they start kissing around the Christmas tree and it triggers his, like yeah. you said, his PTSD. I think that's because Harry wants the happy Christmas family. Like he wants the dream, the idealized like, oh, Christmas is the time for family and everything's happy and people love Santa and blah, blah. And he's like, he's vicariously living this. I mean, this is a great time to talk about mental health assistance, but I mean, yes, he is like looking through people's windows and his coworkers and stuff like that to like vicariously like live this Christmas fantasy that he's got idealized in his head. And it's not panning out the way he thinks. Like he keeps seeing these scenes where like his brother Phil's like yelling at the kids, like turn that TV down. We're trying to talk. And he gets like real like, oh, that's not Christmas at all. You know, like yeah, he's he, really disturbed by he not wants, seeing the idealized Norman Rockwell type shit. Right. He wants the picturesque Christmas time that is, you know, held up to some standard that really doesn't exist. Yeah. So what incites him to start building his own Santa Claus outfit? The armored Santa Claus outfit that he starts making? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I think that's just what he does on like his off time. He's like bored. Man, Somebody should have invented the internet because people had way too much time on their hands in Thankfully, the 80s, apparently. Somebody did about eight <laughs> years later. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's what it is like the, the the moment at work where he cuts his hand, hearing like Tommy Penthouse yelling, I want a Penthouse subscription. Uh, and then, the Penthouse kid. <laughs> the yeah. Penthouse kid. Yeah. And then also seeing his brother's family like kind of dysfunctional a little bit. But it's not like bad. a normal family. Well, because after Harry walks away, like the dad's like, hey, I'm sorry for yelling at you guys. We're just trying to have a conversation. You know, yeah. you can turn the TV back on. So it's like, it's fine. It's normal family stuff. But like Harry misses that part. I think all those kind of lead into the point of like, okay, this is the year. People need Santa Claus. They need to be reminded. They want this is kind of what he says at the end to some characters. Yeah. So he goes home and starts making like an armored Santa suit, it looks like in a workshop of like hanging dolls and the creepy little monkey puppet that goes before they cut away. I was like, that was unnecessary. Right. I guess that he's at home making his own toys. Yes. Like he's had a schmelting, uh, (laughs) 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 whatever the hell is he? He's schmelting something in there. (laughs) My man schmelting. He schmelted, he dealt it. Um, yeah, I I couldn't figure out what he was. I was like, is he making silver bullets? Like, what is he doing here? He's making 10 toys. He's making 10 soldiers the right way, the way it used to be done. Like, how would you build that in your apartment or house oh, or wherever he is, the hell? That's got to smell terrible. The landlord's going to be like, what are you doing in there, schmelting? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely not getting a security deposit How many back. times have we been kicked out of an apartment, Mark, for schmelting? Countless. <laughs> countless times. But yeah, he's building the Santa suit. I, and I also did find a little off-putting of just, and maybe this is a different time, different era, but he was so friendly with the neighborhood kids. Like, they knew him by name. Yeah. They'd run up and just be like, Harry, Harry. He's like, hey, little guys, how you doing? You but know? I feel like I saw that a lot in movies in the past. So I I don't know. I, it must have been not unusual for there to be like a neighborhood. I think it was kind guy. of a different time but too. This was where definitely pre-Stranger Danger. You know, dare coming to your school, yeah. being like, "Don't talk to strangers. Don't take yeah, candy." Yeah, this is before like the like the boogeyman. Anybody who's friendly with a kid might potentially, you know, it's like, which is kind of unfortunate. We've gotten to a point where that's the case, but yeah, Harry is super. But I think that's just because he just loves the innocence of the kids and like how they like really love Santa and they've like they still buy into the the magic of Christmas. But yes, he spends a lot of time like solo talking to those kids. 
without the parents. And I'm like, yo, at least be like, hey, you know, like I came to see if your kids wanted any toys for Christmas. You know, like and I include think the families. Yeah. And I think that's a good segue to just talk a little bit about how like, you know, you were saying that, oh, this movie's going to be creepy. It's going to be pedophile in nature, but it's totally not because Harry is like wanting the innocence and the joy of Christmas. Right. Yeah. So I don't know if in 1980 when this came out, did they think the same? You know, like, what are they expecting this? Hey, I'm getting your kids. Even you know? in 1980, you couldn't watch other people's kids with binoculars. No, that, no, that, was, that weird. was That was weird. Like, that that was still, like, not okay. I mean, the thing is, I think if, like, the rest of the neighborhood saw him peeping on their kids, they'd be like, all right, Harry, sit the fuck down. We got to talk. Yeah. You know, but, like, this stops now, bro. But I think the friendliness, I don't think, would have stood out as something super unusual. I mean, it's so hard and to it tell. it seemed like a really tight-knit community, too. Like, everyone yeah. seemed to know each other. Everyone seemed to, like, kind of, like, talk to each other too so i think it was just more of the what's the, the word time yeah the just time the era stuff yeah. like that. everyone wasn't terrified of like that constantly happening which is again like i said kind of unfortunate that yeah. you have to like you can't just be like super friendly with kids you're like oh hey what's up little dude you know give me a high five without parents being like what the fuck you know you're like Whoa. stranger danger yeah it's like just calm down you and know that, that also plays into the like you know we were always playing outside unsupervised mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. and now it's like you never see kids outside you never see anybody outside i was watching oh, we, see, we have kids in my neighborhood that play outside but they stick near their house and yeah. stuff like that i was we were driving like bikes through like uncharted territory. Yeah, just know? like all right, be back by sundown. It's like you know, yeah. I'm like fucking seven miles away from my house. But uh, <laughs> uh, I was watching you know a movie from the '70s not that long ago, and it just sort of struck me about just how many people used to just be out in the street. You just like get a chair and just go sit on the sidewalk. It's like all oh, right, they had shit to do. There's no like real television or internet. I wonder if the location thing. I wonder if that happens in other areas. Uh, yeah, maybe. Like, I think with the internet and like yeah. Yeah. The ability to, to interact in your home environment and stuff, definitely. Like, I travel to New York very regularly, like very frequently, and I don't see people just sitting outside. Like, mm. even from when I was a child, I feel like it was more common than it is now. Mm. Okay. It's very weird. Um, I was Thanks, uh, Internet. But back to the movie, though. Like, I was very glad the movie, like, did make a point of just making him, like, very, like, just innocent friendly yeah. with the kids. I was he like, doesn't oh, harm any children. He except don't. he has that one weird thing where he has that picture of that little girl and he's like, oh, little Susie, you know, you don't need to see this where he writes down like penthouse Moss's like name in the book or something like that. And I was like, that's fucking weird. But again, you never actually see any of that play out. Right. Which I was glad. I was Same. like, dude, I did not want to watch this in a movie. So we're getting to the point where, you know, Harry's going through these events. It's lessening his Christmas spirit, if you will. He finds the guy who he worked the night shift He's at a bar and he's drinking with his buddy. He's, he's not off on holiday with his wife like he claimed to be. There's a, oh, was that the same dude? Yeah, that mm-hmm. was the guy who so was like, work for me. Yeah, he's just like, he wanted to go fuck up and have a beer. Yeah, he was oh. just pushing. He's using Harry as a pushover. Not, you know, they obviously didn't invite him out to the beer gathering thing. Yeah, exactly. So. He, I need somebody to fill in so we can have a beer with the boys. And then we there's a Christmas party, a, a work Christmas party where he's dressed up in a suit. He's coming in. They're like, ah, your management now, Harry. How's it going? And he's like, you know, he's getting introduced to the new marketing guy and like he's catching on that there's some sort of disingenuous plan of donating toys to needy kids but the business doesn't want to do it they want to put it all on the workers yeah they were only they're claiming to donate toys and they're like if you feel you know inspired donate your own money and toys that was the only money they were actually going to donate was whatever the employees wasn't like you do this and we'll match a double or anything it was just like whatever you donate goes to it yeah, because didn't Harry say like how many how many kids are there? How many toys are you donating? And they're like, we don't know. And he's like, so wait, some kids may not get toys. And I was like, that was pretty smart. 
Like, you know, like only some kids will get toys. And he's like, no, you got to bring enough toys for everyone at that hospital. So some kids don't get stuff for Christmas. And that's when he finds out that it's kind of like a scam. Yeah. Is this where there's like a three and a half minute dance number? Or is that later? This is like where the the office party goes full rager. Yeah. And like Harry leaves. Harry excuses himself and goes back to the toy factory, turns the line on and starts trashing things and then stealing toys. He steals all the toys. That's right. They're all falling off the line and breaking and shit. And then he just starts putting them in a sack. He's like, fuck you. If you're not going to give kids the toys, I'll do it Well, myself. he takes all the wrapped ones. This dude is adamant about quality toys. <laughs> right. Almost like he is, a, he is a toy man of the people. So he gets full Santa suited up and he's painted his white van to have a sleigh on it. Yes. This guy is on the edge of being, we should be worried. And he glues his beard onto himself. I couldn't tell if he glued his beard on or not, but he was yanking on I thought he was just like, like really into it. But then I realized like, oh my God, he stuck that to his face. No, he glued that shit on. He was, he was becoming Santa because doesn't his brother call at that point is like why aren't you coming over and he's like I just have stuff I have to do I'm not coming over and then he goes yeah that was Christmas Day so this is all happening right before that point and then he says doesn't he say like the line of like there's a proverb that basically says like you know like every day you shave you see yourself one year closer to one day closer to death oh yeah he does say I didn't I was like I don't really know what that means is it because you're looking in the mirror I guess because you because you're cutting the hair off you you're undoing the progress of each day. Well, me and the brother were both very confused by what the fuck this <laughs> yes. guy was talking about. What the fuck are you talking about, Harry? <laughs> but the thing is, the brother knew at this point, okay, Harry's messed up. Harry's got some mental stuff. We should be concerned. The brother should have acted well before this point. Yeah. Well, his wife was kind of like, no, that's just how Harry is. He's like, no, this is, Harry's always had issues. And she's like, yeah, it'll be fine. And it's like, I think he knows. And now in full Santa regalia, he is going to, I guess, the other employees' homes breaking in and stealing their toys. Do you remember that? He, he goes into a house and he's got a knife and he's like taking the toys from under the tree. Oh, that's for like one of the bad families that like, right. yeah. So yeah, probably, naughty kids lose toys. Good kids get toys. So Tommy that, the Penthouse Kid lost all his yeah, Christmas he presents. Yeah, he went and stole, because the thing is, he goes into Tommy the Penthouse Kid's house and I was like, uh-oh, here we go. This is where we see a kid get murdered by Santa Claus. And I was like, this is going to be crazy. Um, no, he just steals all the toys and he's like, I'm out. You get nothing, Tommy. The irony is the toys were just bundles of penthouses. (laughs) (laughs) So all the kids in the hospital got a bunch of penthouses. Parents not only knew about it, they encouraged Tommy's penthouse habit and uh, supplied the penthouses. You want to encourage your kids' interests. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, Tommy's just very comfortable with his and other people's sexualities. (laughs) He would not have snapped if he saw Santa uh, and Mommy getting it on. He's like, issue 34, I've seen this. Tommy was armed to see Santa eating out his mom. Yeah, he was ready to go that he would have just been like oh yeah all right i'm gonna write a penthouse letter about this <laughs> dear penthouse forums i never thought it could happen to me yeah um, hi penthouse it's tommy the kid again <laughs> with another tail oh, god no <laughs> he's a regular <laughs> oh, um, regular contributor tommy uh, the penthouse i like to kid. think there's like you know how in the uh, marvel you know um uh, Stanley would just write a little note, you know, at the end of the letters, like the pen. Oh, is it Larry? Uh, whatever the fuck his Larry name is. Flynn. Larry Flynn's like, that's our Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you uh, next month, Tommy. Yeah. So anyway, Harry <laughs> takes all the toys that he stole from the toy factory and from Tommy's house and pulls up to the hospital. 
that they were going to donate the toys to, which you find out was a scam and hardly anybody was going to get any toys. Right. And playing into the cliche, the oldest man alive is going <laughs> oh. to be your security guard. Like the guy from Hobgoblins, <laughs> the guy I pictured. I, but, wanders up and he's like, what are you doing here, weirdo? <laughs> Why are you dressed like Santa Claus? And, and Harry doesn't play the whole like, hey, I'm dressed as Santa Claus and brought some toys to the kid. He goes, whoa, ha, ha, I'm St. Nick. I'm on a time frame. You're like, whoa, bro. <laughs> this security guard was so old. If Tommy had just waited five minutes, he probably was going to die. I mean, he was like 90 years old. Well, the security guard's like, you stop right there. Don't you move. And then he's like, here, have a present. And the old guy's like, hold on a minute. Let me see if I can get you in. I was like, if that's all it takes. Oh, my you, God. You've warmed my old heart. <laughs> a little bribery goes a long way. And yeah. they send out two people who you think are going to like take uh, Harry away because you're like, oh, man. They came out and they're like, what's going on out here, sir? Are you okay? And he's like, I brought toys for all the kids, but you're going to need more people. And then he opens up the back of the van and it's packed full of yeah. toys. I thought he was going to kill that security guard. It's like, a they fucking Toys R Us pop-up station. I thought yeah. he was going to kill that yeah, guy, Yeah, they too. filmed it like, they, like Harry was going to kill this. And I was like, oh, I don't want to watch an old person That's get the thing killed. Is you, you're <laughs> waiting this whole movie. You're like, Harry's snapped. Yeah. Harry's going to start killing. And you're like, he doesn't. He just wants to be Santa Claus until a certain point. Right. Uh, yeah. So then, yeah, to your point, it's like the seven trillion toys uh, are in this <laughs> van. It is, And yeah. it's just packed from front to back, floor to ceiling with toys. And I was feeling actually kind of bad for Harry at this point. And I was happy for him. I was like, this is his moment of like, hey, I'm getting my recognition. I'm feeling good. Yeah. The warmth is in my heart. You know, the Christmas spirit is alive and well. He hasn't in this killed moment. any kids. I was yeah, like, or adults. Hasn't killed anybody. Yeah, he's just being Santa. So then he, t- he rolls up to a church. Why did yeah. he go to this church? Because the businessman, the marketing ploy guy was in there. Right. It's a right? midnight mass. Yeah. Oh. So it was like a Catholic thing. You know, on Christmas Eve, they all show up to do mass, right? So he rolls in there and then everybody just starts laughing at him. Oh, look at you, Mr. Santa Claus. Why don't you come yeah, on they, upstairs? They all come down the stairs. And yeah. And Once again, does this shit happen in real life? I don't imagine if someone saw a Santa on the street, they'd be like, let's all laugh at him. We, well, four people walk up. Like, two if guys. it was July, that would make sense. <laughs> right. Let's make fun of the Santa Claus. But it's literally Christmas Eve. You'd be like, hey, right on. What's right. up, Santa? They'd probably be like, hey, kids, it's Santa. No. Yeah, it was, there was no kids at this midnight mass. It was only adults. And these two guys and their wives walk down. And they're like, oh, what are you doing here, Santa? They start taunting and picking on Santa. I was like, why would you ever do that? It's Christmas. It's Christmas Eve. Well, because they are dicks and they get hatcheted to the head no no no, no, no. no, no. the first that. guy gets a tin soldier one of his schmelted tin <laughs> soldiers right in the eyeball and we see his eye squirt that was awesome so gross i was like Ugh. yeah right in the eye and everybody's just looking in shock like is this really happening right now a group and of like 30 hatchet. people and then hatchet like where did he get the hatchet out of his sack out of his magic yeah, yeah. Sack. He just happened to have it he, well i think he was prepared in case he had a hatchet a motherfucker he had it he was bringing <laughs> he it had in. a good kids and a bad kids hat yeah so you never know when santa needs to hatch it it's true yeah he, he hatches the- that guy straight down in the head he hatches three people it's amazing. He, he hatches three people and one of them gets stabbed in the eye and it's just like, oh my God. And then he gets in his van and drives off. And this was one of my favorite parts because he's in his van driving off after the kill and he's like, on daughter, on Blitzen, on. And he's smacking the like steering wheel and jerking it back and forth. I was like, you should not jerk the wheel in snow like that, dude. Yeah, you just hatched somebody, dude. You got to make a getaway. <laughs> he would have crashed his sleigh. But when he's like, he's like, yeah. and, he, and he's like, you can hear like the whip crack and the hooves kind of in like the subtle background. So you can tell he's like hearing it in his mind. It's a good bit of editing. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then he goes and he starts peeping in on this club 
bar, okay. something. Yeah. And this is where they're having a, a, a Christmas party, and he's doing his old peeping shit again. And they're like, hey, it's fucking Santa. Come on in, right. Santa. Let's have a good time. And this like, is the no. correct reaction. That's what when I was going to say. Santa yeah. Claus on a, a New Year, I'm sorry, Christmas Eve. Yeah, these are regular people. And they're having like a hoedown in there. And you're right. There's a four minute scene of Harry dancing with a little girl, like having a good old time. And he's like, Merry Christmas. I'm on back to the North Pole. Y'all see you next year, you know, <laughs> or whatever well, the hell. What's weird about that is like, it looks like an adult office party, right? And they're all dancing. They're polka yeah. Christmas scene. And like, you know, they're like, come on in, have a drink. And he has a sip and he's like, thanks. And then out of nowhere, you hear Santa and all these kids come running out fully dressed. I was like, I guess kids are just up at midnight. You know, at this I feel point. like I was when I was a kid. I'd sometimes be up at midnight. And, On you know, Christmas Eve, we had to go to bed early, so my parents had time to put everything under uh, the tree and still get some sleep before the next morning because they knew we were getting up at like five in the morning. Like, yo, can we go? Let's go! <laughs> Come on! You know. But like these kids run out, and then he like gives them gifts, and he's like, "I want you to remember to stay good boys and girls, respect your mothers and fathers, and do what they tell you. Obey your teachers, and learn a whole lot. Now, if you do this." I'll make sure you get good presents from me every year. But if you're bad boys and girls, your name goes in the bad boys and girls book, and I'll bring you something horrible. He laughs, and everyone's like, oh, that's St. Nick. Yeah, then they'll laugh, and they're like, yeah, what he said, shit'll, bad shit'll happen. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm off to the North Pole. Then he goes to what I assume to be the house of the guy that made him fill in on the line, and then he was off having a beer. Yes. He's trying to go down the chimney trick, and I was like, oh, no, Harry's going to die in the chimney. <laughs> this is how this movie's going to end. He just gets stuck. I was okay. like, this is a prequel to Gremlins. <laughs> at this point, confession time on YouTube, I did put it at 1.5 speed and watch him get to that house a little bit faster. because so it was like, everything was like a little bit sped up. I was like, this movie feels like it's taking forever. It really is super slow. The moment he got to that chimney, though, I was like, play normal <laughs> speed. This is going to be, I was like, he's going to get caught. I was like, we all seen Gremlins. And I like, I felt really bored watching this movie but also didn't want to not watch it and I don't know how that happened but I'd just be like really nothing has happened for five minutes just we, Santa being Santa yeah we just watched a grown man dance with a child it was like someone's home video I just watched and I'm like what is I kept expecting it to cut away but no but the thing that's weird though is it really did like every time Harry was on like you knew Harry was messed up but every time Harry was on the screen being Santa you're like he's making everyone happy well, except for the people he hatcheted. Well, except for the people he hatcheted. <laughs> but like whenever he's like legit just being yes. Santa, you're just like, he's being a good Santa. So against the VHS box description, he's not punishing children. No. He's, now he's like punishing the bad parents. He's bad, punishing bad adults who like are affecting the, negatively affecting the Christmas spirit, I yeah. guess. Yeah. So he goes in. If and you're ruining he, the holiday, you're getting ruined. And he takes his toy sack and he starts suffocating the guy in his bed right next to his wife. I was like, how would she not hear this? Well, this is, we Come skip on, the part right? where he got stuck in the chimney. Because he tries to go oh, down the yeah. chimney. He gets stuck because his costume's too fat. And I was like, <laughs> he's going to be there till morning. I thought we were done. I thought that was the end of the movie. And then, no, he pulls himself back out, sneaks inside. And who is this guy again? This is the guy I think he works it's with? The, it's the guy who tricked him to work for him oh, so he can go have a okay. drink. And honestly, I think 
Harry's uh, punishment. This is like a coal level offense, not a suffocate a man in bed level offense. <laughs> yes. uh, but no, he's and yeah, then his wife like finally turns around and finds him dead. Uh, but to Mark's point, how would she not have heard this man struggle or felt him wiggling? I mean, I guess they had a cool Tempur-Pedic mattress. I think they had separate beds. I thought they were in one bed. It was one whole it was bed. One bed? Yeah. Oh, that makes no sense because yeah. he was full on flailing. She's a very heavy. Oh, She's a heavy sleeper. Did they have Ambien in 1980? <laughs> uh, he's doing a terrible job of suffocating Valium, him. Yeah. Maybe, you know. Maybe off screen. But he's doing a really bad job at it. So to finish the job, he takes a Christmas tree star and slashes his neck and then the body falls on the wife and then she can't muster up a scream. That's silent. Like she's trying to scream and nothing's coming out. Like I felt that. I was like, oh. God, she is like, just woke up to the scariest thing she can possibly imagine. But then Harry exits the room, runs into the children, has a pretty brief conversation, and then she finds her breath to start yelling her brains out. It's like, <laughs> right, that about long? To give him, like right before he's got to give him gifts, like, oh, here you go. Like, she screams, he freaks out and runs away. And this is where shit goes bananas. Yeah, it, we're off the rails at this point. The news is now starting to broadcast, hey, there's somebody in a Santa suit murdering. The cops are doing lineups with all these different Santa Clauses. And then I love the Santa Claus lineup because there's this guy who's like seven foot tall, a bunch of like an old guy who looks like he's he can barely walk. And then there's a black Santa. <laughs> and he's and I think the black Santa was like, this is ridiculous. And I was like, my man's got a point. Yeah. Like, I love the phrase Santa Claus lineup. <laughs> so many of these don't fit the bill other than they're wearing a Santa suit. Right. So this is done because the cops are now alerting people. The media is all like, if you see a Santa, be aware, you know? So yeah, it's Christmas day. All that stuff went down on Christmas Eve. It's Christmas day. He has um, a conversation with his brother on the phone, right, Mark? Yeah. It's, he, his brother's like, Harry should come over by now. He always comes over. We have our dinner and then whatever. And he, and Harry calls him and he's like, I'm not coming over this time. I've got stuff to do. I think Phil at this point thinks that he's the killer Santa. Do you think he already? Yeah, because I think he's like, he's like, I know Harry. This is not right. Something's going on. And at this point, they've seen the news because they were actually watching the news before that phone call happens. Yeah. And it's like, avoid all Santas. There's a killer Santa on the loose. <laughs> avoid all Santas. <laughs> There's a horror movie name for you. I like it. And I think Phil's like, uh, this might be Harry. Like there might, he might be somewhere involved. Wasn't his this. wife also like, yeah, Harry could definitely be a fucking Santa murderer. <laughs> but he's but, trying to entice him over. He's like, come on, the kids really want to see you. They want to see their own. Uncle Harry is like, no, um, I got I got stuff to do. I'm busy. And then just click. He like hangs yeah. up. Then we're at the night. He's, he's still in, a, in full Santa costume. Yeah. He's in like in a West Side Story like <laughs> set, like in a, an alley. And these kids run around the corner and are like, Santa, Santa. And he's like, oh, hi, kids. Hi, kids. And he's like going to give them gifts. And the parents walk around the corner like, oh, my God, our kids are with a Santa. <laughs> well, he's also covered in blood, too. Yes. He's like, got, why are you so dirty? Yeah. The one that he's like, Santa, your suit's dirty. He's like, oh, I've had a very busy day, you know, very busy night. And then at this point, the parents are like, one of the parents pulls a knife. He's like, that's the killer Santa. Get, we're going to get away from our kids. And then the wives are like, no, like, you'll hurt our kids. We don't know what he'll do with the kids because he's kind of using the kids as like a human shield at this yeah. point. Well, they did that themselves. They start the defending kids just Santa. Just, they became the human shield for Santa against their parents. It's like, what is this movie trying to say? <laughs> like the no. Care Bear stare to their parents. They're You're like, not hurting Santa, Dad. Back off him. Yeah, I feel like as a kid, I would not have sided with a random Santa no. over my parents. How many pictures of kids screaming sitting on Santa's lap? There's yeah. no way kids are like, yeah, this random stranger yeah, Santa, like, let's go. They're forming ranks, getting into platoons. <laughs> and there's like a tussle and the dad drops the knife and this little six-year-old girl grabs the pocket knife and then hands it to him. <laughs> Switchblade. It's a switchblade. Yeah, switchblade is like, here, Santa, fuck <laughs> my dad up. <laughs> <laughs> it's the knife to Santa. 
The dad's like, give me that knife. She's like, no. She's so offended. I have a note that says, well, this took a turn fast. Yeah. Dude. That makes you wonder, what kind of father is that man? He must be just a monster. Yeah. Kill my dad. <laughs> and the thing is, the wife is like, no, you might accidentally hit our daughter who's in front of the Santa with your knife. And he's like, I got this. And I was like, dude, your kid is right there. Right? Calm down. He's like, that is a risk I'm willing to take. So Santa with the with the switchblade tries to run off, gets in a little bit of a hand-to-hand tussle with the guy who originally had the knife, the New York dad, if you will. <laughs> and um, the knife gets dropped. And as he's running away, one of the wives like cuts his cheek with like a brooch or something like that. Oh, and yeah. So he's got like a little cut on his cheek. So at this point, they're going to know which Santa's which. There's now evidence of which Santa is the killer Santa. This is where he goes over to his brother Phil's house now. His brother opens the door. He's like, oh, shit, it's you. (laughs) You've been doing this. And is this where there's a scene of like the town marching with oh, torches? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So the parents that got in the tussle with him in the alley started a goddamn mob with torches and pitchforks. He's, like, he's not getting out of our neighborhood. And they've got dipped in oil with torches with rags. This is like, literal oh. Frankenstein like level shit at the end of that classic. Where did they get torches? If someone was like, you need a torch right now, I'd be like, I'm fucked. I, I gotta make one? Like, hold on, let me get the... <laughs> they had a stash ready to go. <laughs> if they all had torches like what this movie, neighborhood was ready to riot <laughs> what the movie doesn't tell you that tommy the penthouse kid's dad is kenny the kerosene man oh okay so they're always ready <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew i knew it was a good idea to buy this torch <laughs> <laughs> so yeah they chase him through the streets of new york for what seems like forever yeah well, he ends up in a suburb and when he slips in the street and falls that's actually a really a real slip oh and they just according kept to imdb yeah that's a, he just kept it in the movie but he actually really slipped and busted <laughs> why not show the pain right yeah Get it well, on there. Well, but, all the snow was evidently all the snow you see in the air and stuff like that was just cut up plastic bags. It didn't look real. It was like shredded. It looked plastic like bags. fake snow. Oh, my yeah. God. Think how many poor sea turtles that fucking movie just killed. <laughs> the 80s were wild. Just cut up plastic bags and throw them in the sky, whatever. No problems here. Because <laughs> well, I guess the fans would blow it pretty easy and stuff. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So they chase him all the way to Phil's house. He ends up at Phil's house. Well, he loses the mob. Yes. So he's inside the house, and now Harry's like, it's all your fault. Like you're saying at the beginning of this episode, apparently he blames his brother more than anybody else for the Santa Claus shit. Yeah, he because the brother's like, I'm sorry that you saw what you saw, but it's, you know, it's not the end of the world. Grow it was up. just dad, you know, like and then Harry's like, no, it's not that. It's because you said Santa didn't exist. And this is what the people want. This is what they need. People want this this Christmas spirit and I'm giving it to them and they they don't actually want it. Like he's upset right. and disillusioned. He's like, why would they not want me being a creepy, weird Santa who kills people. People are chasing me with torches. I don't understand. His brother, what I assumed turns out to be wrong. He chokes Harry what I thought would be to death. I thought so too. Yes, he I then drags him outside that. down the stairs and puts him back in his van and I was like, well, that I mean, resolved itself. Yes, knowing- Nothing happened here. <laughs> just a dead Santa Claus in this van. Knowing that he didn't kill them, why did he drag him back to the van? What was his plan? I, think I guess so the like, mob could find him there, I guess. Yeah, like, oh, he just died in the van after uh, he parked here or something. I don't know. But what do you do? You just murdered your brother. Like, go yeah, back to the you van. You murdered your brother who <laughs> was yeah. a killer Santa. Yeah, I mean, I think he probably would have had a pretty solid self-defense case. Uh, I mean, he had, I don't know. His life wasn't in danger. We had a mob just... of witnesses who probably would have been like, yeah, that guy, mad killer. Had to kill him. Yeah, okay. <laughs> There's ways around it. 
He the court case would have been interesting. Let's say that. Yeah. They would have thrown, uh, you know, the city versus Philip uh, <laughs> out of the courts for sure. But he's not dead. And he like socks him real good. Harry socks his brother. He just swings his arm outright and knocks <laughs> Phil like clean off his feet. And I was like, what a great side punch. Drives his van away and the mob is caught up with him now. Yes. They've, they've marched miles. <laughs> <laughs> with these torches. Because like we said, we're in the inner city West Side Story, New York. Now we're in the fucking suburbs. You know what I mean? Yep. They've walked forever. Uh, I was hoping, not really, but I, it would have been great if there was a battle between the kids and their parents. The kids <laughs> formed a counter mob. <laughs> One into the streets, oh, the yeah. kids Dude. with torches, the other was the parents, and Santa's in the middle. Yeah. Hey, ho, parents gotta go. Hey, ho. Like, man, that would have been great. Oh, like, like, there can be only one. Right. <laughs> It'd be like the Power Rangers movie. Anyhow. And then the movie just, I, I was so impressed with this ending. At the same time, I was like, just what the fuck? So, so the why van, don't you bring it home? Okay, so, and I may, I may remember this wrong, but the van almost hits the mob out to get him because uh, at this point Harry as Santa is driving off and then he almost hits his brother Phil and then I guess like right next to their house is a overpass bridge because he almost hits Phil and then he swerves to miss Phil and then drives off the side of a bridge. Yes. And right before this, right before he hits Phil, you see Phil roll down the hill into some boxes in the bottom of a ravine. I'm like, what random ravine has all these empty brown boxes in it? Great question. But clearly they're to protect Phil from falling into a tree, I'm sure. <laughs> but like you see the Harry's van, his Christmas sleigh van, jump off the side of a bridge. And there's a lot of contention on this. Some people think that he flew off into the air like Santa. And then some people think that he drove it off and his car crashed and exploded. And in actuality, it crashed and exploded because you hear the explosion in the background. Oh, do you? Yes. You okay, actually, so a lot of people think it's him, um, Phil running in the boxes, yeah. but it's actually the van exploding and that's been confirmed, I guess. Okay. Well, listeners, the, the, the movie freeze frames with it in the air and you hear ho, ho, ho. So it's like, did he literally just get Santa powers and flew his van away? I would have preferred that ending, but I think Garrett's right. It yeah. crashes and he dies. Sorry yeah. to ruin that. I'm sorry. There is no Christmas magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's not around. And then that's it. Smash cut to black and we're the done. End. And that's this movie. And guys- this movie isn't good, but I like it. I know. I and don't, I don't know why. I agree 100% with what you're feeling. And here's why I think it is. I don't think it's a horror movie. I understand that he kills people, but I honestly think it's like closer to a thriller or like a psychological drama. You're just sort of watching this human being unravel over two days. Um, it doesn't feel very horror-y, but it does feel very interesting. Well, the director, writer, Lewis, whatever. Lewis Jackson. Lewis Jackson. Evidently came up with the idea for this. One day he got really high and saw and thought he saw a Santa holding a knife and came up with the idea for this movie. That's, I can see According that. to INDB, that's his backstory of how he thought up this character. Well, that's literally one of the images of the VHS. It's just a Santa hand with a knife in it. Yeah, okay. I, I do think all the marketing for this movie way overplays how much of a slasher it is, which really sets people up for disappointment. Well, that's what's the thing, is everyone was like, oh, this got cashed in, because Halloween came out before this, but evidently he wrote this and, and like was doing it before Halloween was created. So a lot of people claim this as banking in on the slasher uh, craze that yeah. happened after Halloween, but evidently he had written it and everything like that beforehand. He does not consider this to be a slasher flick. He yeah. considers it to be something like just completely different. More Someone like a, should tell all the marketing people then. Well, they knew what they were marketing. Yeah. They were like, people love this. It's the same reason we see like, you know, like in a world, you know, you're like, yeah. oh boy. So I'm curious then based on these rotten tomato reviews, we've got six of them from the critics given it an 83%. Now, conversely, maybe what John is saying is true. 31% with the audience. That's a huge gulf. Yeah, it is a 
I wonder if, like he said, you know, it's not so much a horror movie. Maybe people going in think it's going to be one and they get the other. Right. If you sat down and put this movie on or like, oh, sweet, I'm going to watch a, you know, a Christmas horror movie. Really, what the first death in the movie is oh, well over an hour in. And I feel like that's why we were so surprised with it. It seemed like a really weird, bizarre thing. And then it changed tone like three different yeah. times. And then it just kind of becomes this like Christmas trip into mental <laughs> degradation. And you're like, what the hell is going on? Well, I give kudos to Brandon Maggard, who played Harry. He did a great job of just being intensely uh, unnerving throughout the entirety of the film. Mm. Agreed. Um, this one also was originally titled You Better Watch Out and is also known as Terror in Toyland. In some Terror regions. in Toyland. <laughs> That's a good title, but I don't yeah. think it fits this movie. I do feel like there's something about really like C-level horror movies that go through name changes like crazy. You're never like, ah, oh, The Conjuring in other places known as The Gathering. Like, <laughs> no, it's just called The Conjuring. Like, very weird. So I did go ahead and try to dig up some more VHS uh, back of the boxes and the, all of them say the same fucking thing. Really? So it's all, God, you back of the box writers need to get your shit together. They must have been playing off the whole slasher thing. Like he's out to get girls, you know, last girl standing type thing. Yeah. Because that's not what this is about. They Maybe they fell asleep. And we're just like, I don't know, man. I'm not watching this movie again. Just write something. I did doze off at one point. This movie had to wake up and rewind it. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie to our listeners. There are parts of it that are very boring. But it's still a compelling watch, I think. I it's, would recommend it. I agree. I agree with the caveat of understand that despite what you'll think, see, and people are trying to market it as, it's not a slasher film. It's not a very traditional horror film. But it's still a good film. Like a psychological yeah, kind of violent horror. Not violent. It gets violent, but like all the violence is off screen, really. Mostly, yeah. Even when you see three, four kills on screen, if that. Well, the the hatchet stuff is off screen until they fall down dead. The well, eye thing, one, we see the guy. You see the eye. You do see a hatchet in a head. Yeah, we see a hatchet so in the head two. one time. And then he strangles. We see the throat cut. Yeah. But so we don't see that actually get cut, do we? See like him just laying there with his neck open. Yeah, there's only probably like yeah, three or four actual on-screen violence. Yeah. And none against kids, none against no. like elderly, none against like working people. I mean, it was just like a bunch. It was like shitty people got their comeuppance. You can do worse on Christmas. You can also looking do for a horror movie. If you, you burn through the other typical horror, uh, Christmas horror movies, yeah, this is definitely. I can see. I can see why John Waters recommends it. Yes. So this one did get a 4K Blu-ray release. Um, <laughs> what? And it does have a uh, amended box on the the back of the box. The description is much more in line with the actual movie. Also has two commentary tracks from Lewis Jackson. Some deleted scenes in the original uh, theatrical trailer. Actor screen tests in short storyboards and etc. Um, that was brought to us by Vinegar Syndrome. I've hmm. not heard of them, but no. that's out there. Maybe Is that a website or? I, I'm just reading the back of the box. So Some companies, a production company. That's cool. I don't imagine this movie really needing or looking well at 4K, to be honest, but hey, I'm glad it's out there. So you can check it out. I'm interested. I'd actually like to maybe hear some of the commentary tracks from the director. That could be yeah, entertaining. It'd be interesting to hear the director and John Waters chat. I think to get a better idea of why John Waters finds this so appealing. But Wait, did you say John Waters had it? Uh, yes. Oh, so that's okay. on there too. Oh, dude, that might actually, that would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. 
Uh, so it's out there. It sounds like three recommendations, maybe not top of the list, but something to watch if you're looking for something more. It's definitely more Christmas themed than say Black Christmas. If you're burning, yes. yeah, if you're burning through the uh, the Christmas movies, this is definitely one that should should make it on if you're looking for horror stuff. Well, listeners, have you seen this movie? What did you think of it? Why don't you let us know on our social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also find more Grave Talk podcast content at www.thegravetalk.com. Hope everyone has a happy holiday and a happy new year. And we'll see you in 2020. Take care.